So it's very quiet, but that's not a bad thing uh, because we're busy working on kind of building a long-term track record. So, you know, this doesn't bother us too much. Uh, I think it's important to reflect, by the way, since it's such topical news, uh, on how Moonbirds handled their CCO situation, right? Because ultimately, I think that going CCO for most projects is a wise thing to do. And yet, I can't but reflect over here on how, you know, for all of everyone's complaints about protocols and different things like that, how very sensitive and carefully we handled the issue of talking to our community about something as big as changing over to CCO. And the fact that Kevin basically showed himself to be this benevolent dictator and reminded everyone that they really aren't partners in Moonbirds, but holders at the whims of a corporate entity that may be smarter than them, uh, is extremely disconcerting uh, and upsetting. And, um, and I think the blowback that he's getting is, is well-deserved. He expected it, I'm, I'm sure but it's well-deserved. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Parker, Bella, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I, I just think, I just, you know, I mean, you know, to me the most, you know, he, it was very written Twitter post, but the part to me that was most concerning was at the end of the day, he mentions, you know, now a DAO will be formed for the, for the copyright stuff. And it's like, hold on a second, hold on a second. Why couldn't you form the DAO before to put the question of property rights into the hands of the holders, right? If, 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 if you're willing to say that those same holders should be able to have a say in if the brand uh, is going to commercialize and stuff like that, right? Like, do, do you trust them or don't you trust them? And, and, and I really feel that what probably happened over here is Kevin Rose probably had the same situation as me. He's probably started building out Moonbird partnerships. He's probably getting a lot of people asking to sign the sign that, get permission from holders and stuff like that. And he's going, oh my God, you know, this is going to be a hindrance to our mass adoption and branding and all of that. And then, he, and then unlike me, I said, look, let me bring the problems to this community, lay out the pros and cons, tell you what I'm facing, right? Because a lot of you said at the time, well, why, why now, Dylan? What prompted you to ask the CCO question? I laid it out for you. I said, look, I'm speaking to the arcade. I'm speaking to merchandise creators. I'm speaking to Shopify and stuff. And they really are these, you know, the only people who seem to really care about property rights are the people that don't want to be sued for IP, right? Who are Web2 brands. And I'm sure Kevin Rose experienced a similar situation, except his decision was to unilaterally decide the point. You know, and kind of, um, you know, accept the blowback afterwards. And that to me is, is quite remarkable. That to me is quite remarkable, especially when Moonbirds is, by its very definition, a personality cult. Um, you know, it's, I've called it numerous times in the last month a fragile ecosystem, right? Because we've been analyzing projects which kind of qualify to be on our shortlist. And I've always considered Moonbirds to be somewhere close over there, but I felt it was a very fragile ecosystem. Uh, and it just became more fragile. It just became more fragile. You know, they've already had Ryan Carson move on to another activity, and he was kind of a hot-headed person considered in the community, but very beloved as a proactive member and a person who was kind of engaging a lot with the core community. 
and now you've got this kind of unilateral decision uh, coupled with the fact that oddities are very controversial and the fanny packs and stuff and I think Moonbird's floor will be fine. I think there's going to be some great financial opportunities over there. But I think the, the trust in him has been heavily shaken. And to do it in such a depressing market anyway, uh, gosh, it just seems to be either very out of touch or very much like Azuki did, right? We may as well throw gasoline on the fire right now because, you know, people are depressed and then next week they'll forget about it again. And maybe, maybe that's 4D chess that I'm kind of unaccustomed to. But, you know, I, again, the, the decision to go to take Moonbird CCO, I think is good for Moonbirds. But I think it does matter that, you know, these communities have... Uh, some kind of power and to remind them that they really have no power uh, is, is rather shocking, is rather shocking. What do you think, Parker? Bella? Yeah, just looking on the peripheral, I've read today Ryan Carlson, you know, completely surprised by it, you know, wished he had heard um, beforehand, you know, just caught it today. And there, he said they're the sixth largest holder. But uh, he cleaned it up after that, but, you know, it's been done different. I think yeah, what we have, the major discussion here was, is it time sensitive or we discussed it and we discussed it for a week and moved on with the vote and it was well played. Bella? I was going to say, I'm like, when it, it's just it's the situation of it's easier to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission, right? Like, yeah, that's I think that, because you knew he wouldn't right? get permission. Like, Right. And, and that was like a lot of the conversations that I was having around it. I was like, when, you know, Fat Cats brought it up, I'm like, there was backlash, right? Like there, there was hard discussions. There, there was a lot of, as much as we knew where there might be conflicts or, or concerns that came in, there was so much more, right? And then knowing that we had went through those conversations, I knew that if there's sitting with a floor place of 30, um, you're gonna have holders that are upset that they just paid for those rarities right and uh there's no way around that so they, like they just have to wait till wash out i guess the convenience of the space is we normally only stay mad at stuff for about a week yeah except that except that really you know what 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 kevin rose was basically saying over here though is that even if the the majority of this community, even a, a major majority of this community, would, would not like this decision. I, the monarch, are making a unilateral decision, right? Because, you know, if, if he thought it was going to pass without a hitch, I think he would have had a vote in it. I, I, I don't think the Moonbirds community... You see, the Moonbirds community is not the nouns community. You have to know who each of these communities are. The community in proof, okay, and in Moonbirds, are art, are, especially the proof holders, are art people, okay? And to them, to the art people, art people struggle to understand IP rights being uh, provenance in the blockchain, right? That's a very novel idea, and we're all still experimenting it, right? In other words, as I was explaining this as a thought to some people, you know, the reason why Nike and Coca-Cola have to protect their brand so strictly is because if you make a good copy of a Nike, it's extraordinarily difficult to know it's a copy, right? You know, it's, and so Nike has to go and chase that down to make it difficult, to, to make it expensive to fuck up like that. Whereas if you copy the Mona Lisa, okay, and you know experts in the Mona Lisa, they'll be able to confirm for you if it's a Mona Lisa or not. 
what makes the blockchain so interesting is we've got verifiable provenance, right? You can check very easily if someone's the right-click right -click JPEG save person or if they're the real deal, right? And that now puts us into this amazing thing of asking ourselves, what is the collectability on the art side of things? And what is the importance of the token gating, right? If, if the front is just a picture and that's got a certain amount of value, surely the main value is behind the utility, which is the token gating, right? And the drops and so on and so forth. None of that's lost when you do CCO. On the contrary, CCO allows the brand to get more exposure, thus valuing for people that do hold collectible importance or do want the utility to need to come and, and, and look at the actual NFT itself. So there's a very strong argument for CCO from a collector's point of view and from a uh, utility point of view because part of IP trademark law is, is about protecting users from being hoodwinked, right? The beauty of the blockchain is it's so difficult to do so, you see? And so, you know, again, I, I think, but, but it, it bothers me that he didn't think that the idea was a strong enough idea and that his community had enough faith in him and the team for him to have this debate, because it's not time sensitive, Bella, it's, it's not time sensitive, it's just not, okay? I, I never... Yeah. So, like, the, the reality is, like, a lot of the feedback that's being heard is because there, there is there, there, there's this odd competition of like Yuga Labs versus Moonbirds, and like, you know, will they hit the floor someday? And a lot of it's been like, well, I get even if small offers, offers to monetize my ape. Yeah. So now I've completely lost this opportunity. So like. The, the the promise of has been kind of erased for so many of these holders now and and that hurts correct correct and that, the, it never would have been approved correct and that's and well it could have because kevin rose could have made the counter pitch he could have brought in the noun community he could have brought in gremlin and they could have had a very high level conversation about if we're building here for the long term what does it mean to be the premium cco brand in the space right there's a very high level discussion to be had over there you know i i've had to be mentally masturbating over for weeks there's a very high level discussion to be had over there and he was not willing to to have that discussion to open that can of worms and and uh, kind of lobby for enough support and uh that's worrying that's worrying because what it says to me is you know it's this this kind of you know ivory tower mentality of uh, you know, certain academics know best kind of thing, right? Like at some point the yes. kids have to trust daddy. And I don't know, I don't know, it doesn't sit with me. It doesn't sit with me when you've, you know, got all of these holders that paid a lot of money, uh, as you said, and, and bought based on rarities and stuff like that to, I don't know, to not give them, I don't know, I don't know. It's, it, it, it seems bizarre to me. Their August 30, 30th meeting is going to be uh, interesting. I, I think that'll either it'll either make it better or it's going to put a very big uh, nail in this whole topic. Um, yeah, and and it's going to be a moment to come out of. Yeah, and and he didn't, and he 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 basically said, you know, we'll be listening to the community. We're going to talk to them, and like as if like they can still change things, right, and have feedback. And then at the same time, he puts out a tweet: "This is a final decision, and can't be changed." You know, what I mean, <laughs> it's, it's it's 
I mean, it's just, I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't know. Because it's funny, you know, I was, I was, I was in conversations with Gremplin uh, indirectly, and I was asking if, you know, if, 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 if the oddities were going to be CCO, and he said, uh, not right now, because, you know, they, we've handed over the IP rights to, to Moonbirds. <laughs> and I, I think even Gremplin was probably throwing a curveball over here. So it, it, it is, it's bizarre to me. It's truly quite bizarre to me. And um, yeah, yeah, certainly. So, but, but I, why I bring it up in our AMA is because as un, sometimes as unorganized or as uh, messy as governance might look in fat cats, we, do, we, we are working through these kinds of things, right? We're always fine tuning our protocols, we are giving the community a say in the involvement. We are trying to build uh, a real experiment over here in direct governance, direct ownership and stuff like that. And I think we are succeeding tremendously well because uh, the alternative is this. The alternative, look, I could have set up fat cats as George Washington as some kind of monarch. I think I could have got enough support, uh, but that would have been a terrible waste of an opportunity and an experiment of creating um, you know, an ecosystem like we have. I don't think we would have as many volunteer mentors if we were a monarchy, right? Because then it's not your bags. Then it's not your share in this community and building something together. And I think the, what's going to be the byproduct of this is, you know, Kevin Rose is going to have lost a lot of social capital from this. You know, like, he'll get away with this one, but they'll be watching to see how he treats, you know, other community kind of feedback in the future. Uh, because, you know, this is basically saying to the community that uh, on, 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 on the small stuff, like if you want another channel or you want a little bit of this and a little bit of that, we can hear you out and do something. But on the big stuff, you need to accept, you know, um, the, you know the team and, and, and they're going to steer everything. And um, yeah. Yeah, that's my thoughts on that. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on to PRISM. We were able to integrate PRISM this week, which is wonderful. All of you do not know about PRISM. PRISM is, has finally solved the question of um, how, to, how to get OpenSea to cooperate with the Gnosis safe. So that now, now allows us to list things. Um, without kind of moving them around, which is wonderful. And so if we do kind of the, tri the trade sniping um, arbitrage plays for mutant apes, if we ever need to rebalance a book, we can list our floor mutant and stuff like that without problems. So that's, that's really fantastic. Um, but yeah, it has other benefits too. I was able to go and verify uh, myself as a counselor in Board Ape Yacht Club and represent Fat Cats. And so that's, you know, really, really powerful. Um, Bella's working on a bunch of protocols now for our two different kinds of um, trading strategies. Uh, basically, the council's agreed to the two strategies, which are for Mutant Ape Yacht Club, we're going to be focusing on trade sniping, which means we're going to be looking for discrepancies in rare traits that some people really like to use as their profile pictures. Uh, and we will, you know, let, we can make that document available, I think. Yeah, we can make that document available. Let me get a copy of that. Do you have the link by any chance, Bella? Uh, I can, I can find, find it. it. If, continue. Yeah, sure. Okay. 
Um, so that's the one kind of sniping. And then the second kind of sniping is going to be um, volume sniping. So we're going to be looking at doodles, clone X, moonbirds and, and uh, moonbirds and mutant egg yacht club for um, situations where there's news that's causing the floor to pump, right? What we will not be doing anymore is pure, pure floor sniping. And the reason is it's just become unfortunately untenable. Meaning, um, when, before OpenSea allowed for kind of collection offers, um, you know, there would be kind of sometimes gaps of like 10, 20% in the floor because people needed money quickly. Now, when you look at these kind of, you know, shortlist blue chip projects like Doodles and stuff like that, the gap may only be something like 10 or 15%. When you take into account royalties, the spread's not there. And then if you take into account the fact that so many of the offers being accepted uh, on the floor are thefts that have taken place, and that we might then have to sell at a loss on looks rare or X to Y to, it becomes a very dangerous strategy. So the two strategies that make sense, as I say, are trade sniping for Mutant Ape Yacht Club and um, volume sniping for our shortlist members. And as I say, those are Clonex, the Artifact Nike brand, uh, Doodles, Moonbirds, if they survive this, and uh, Mutant Ape Yacht Club. Um, and we're looking to allocate 40 ETH to trade sniping, 20 ETH to... Um, to volume sniping uh, with a mandate to me following through on that. Um, we did note that Noun DAO is back to our price range, but when we originally put up the Noun proposal, we thought that our accelerator would probably be more busy and some royalties were coming in. And so it does not seem prudent for us to go and lock up all those funds in Noun when, um, when we want to kind of be doing you know, making some money over here, right? I think it's important that even if we do conservative kind of uh, technical trading and, and, and plays over here and arbitrage, that we do have some money coming in, right? I think that that is what we've heard um, unequivocally from our Fat Cat community. In other words, although many of you have different risk tolerance and some of you would like us to be in, in higher risk kind of projects which might have higher reward potential, be it silks or, or, or ETH lizards, um, or creeps and so on, you know, we, we say unto you guys, look, you know, use all the alpha, use all the research, go into those projects yourself. But what we certainly all agree upon is we must be looking for source of income and making some merch is going to be lovely. You know, it'd be a nice little extra bit of money for the DAO every month. You know, we, we're working on our Shopify and all of that quite quickly now. I can drop a little bit of alpha. Uh, we finally got to the same people handling all of Got the Cat Gang, Doodles, and, and Board Ape Yacht Club's merch. Uh, so we're going to be onboarded on a very high level. Uh, they're going to kind of give us all of those best practices, give us all of their partners for merch and stuff like that. So that's going to be amazing. But let's face it, the merch is cream, right? Any money we make, whether it's 500 or 5,000 a month, that's kind of cream. That's not the core business we're in. That's it, you know, the, as our DAO does well, so, you know, people want some of our merch and, and people want to kind of memorialize their experience over here and so on. Our main job is to kind of be, you know, be looking to the long term, right? We've got our long term bags that we want to see have sustainable growth and kind of capital gains. And then we promise to focus on making some kind of income over here, whether it be for distribution or compounding back into new investments. And so that's where these first two strategies are coming into play. 
we'll be fine-tuning, we're looking at them, we'll see if they work. But hopefully there's enough arbitrage for us by focusing on a very top level on, you know, we really follow those collections very closely anyway. And so, you know, it's like I remind people that when CryptoPunk started pumping, uh, we, were literally, we, literally bought, we, we were literally voting within, uh, on the matter within 15 minutes, right? So, you know, that is the kind of thing that, you know, we can do when our eyes are heavily focused on a, a small group that we understand well and focus on properly. Uh, and that leads me to the next point, that if we do that right and it starts to kind of throw off two to four ETH a month for us, then we want to create what's called the patron program. And I think you're all going to be very excited about it by this. Uh, and again, we're hashing out the details, but the, the rough idea is as follows. This DAO wants to allocate about two ETH a month to invest in one or two projects that have important significance to the DAO, right? We'll put it up for a weekly, um, a monthly vote. Uh, we'll have an application form and everything. And, and, and projects that you propose can either be something that you think, you know, are is really going to do well, right? It's a very speculative play, but you really believe in it, right? Like some of the silks holders over here truly believe that, you know, it's the next 10, 1500 X. Or it can be projects that um, have important strategic importance for us, right? Us buying a creeps, for example, says a lot, right? Maybe we can get partnerships out of that. Maybe we can get long-term collaborations out of that. That can also be an extension of our ambassadorial program. And so the idea is that we will take a position, you know, we may flip it at some point, but we can take a position and, and, and kind of, as I call it, the patron program, show ourselves to be patrons of the NFT space and interested in the overall NFT space. Because, you know, one of the, the byproducts of doing away with kind of mid caps and small caps was that that, that was going to be an important part of our branding, right? Like we always assumed that when we were buying to some of these smaller communities, we could get an AMA out of that, we could get some Twitter posts out of that, right? Because it would be important to them and important to us. And as we became more conservative, you know, for very good reason, uh, that has been kind of a lost opportunity. And so, you know, it's worth it us, for us to have, you know, one or two ETH over there in uh, for pure branding, right? Like even if those bags never work, great. If one or two of them do a 10X, fantastic, you know? Uh, and so I think, um, yeah, I think that that's, that that's, you know, really important. Um, one second, all we have. Okay. Um, I'm going to post this in Cafe Voice Text. This is... This is a general idea for the, the two strategies we're looking to implement. Um, AA, to answer your question, the council decided to move away from going in for nouns right now. In other words, we're not, we're allocating the money to arbitrage instead because, you know, circumstances have changed, right, since since that original noun proposal. In other words, we assumed that we would have other drips of money coming in that would give us, you know, an extra eight, six, seven ETH, whatever a month to do some arbitrage to keep growing. Right now, you know, we have to be very careful with our capital. And so, you know, it's important for us to deploy that 100 ETH we're sitting on to kind of make us a few ETH a month, right? Uh, so that's where, you know, these two strategies come into play that I've just posted. And, um, and 
um, as a byproduct of that, if that goes well, we would love to introduce the Patreon program, which I think is something that you all have really been asking for in some way or another. You know, and I also think uh, it creates a way again for the community to be engaged and involved and show the projects that they really believe in and stuff. So uh, this was Escobar's idea. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a lovely extension to the ambassadorial program and this idea that, you know, Fat Cats is a a uh, long-term builder over here and looking to partner with other long-term builders and even if they don't kind of meet our rigorous criteria for investments it doesn't mean we can't kind of invest in them as an ecosystem right invest in them as founders invest in them as a community and something like that so yeah yeah and as i say we will cap it probably at around two ETH, just until we're making oodles and doodles of money um, and, and as I said, probably cap it to like two projects a month just to kind of, you know, I don't know, maybe we can do more than that. I don't know. We, we have to hash this out. But that's, that's my thoughts, how I've understood it so far. Uh, but, you know, this is literally you hearing it first. This is kind of a work in progress. So, yeah, I think that that's, um, you know, and then other than that, I want to report back on the Shopify issue. It's going to take a little bit longer because I think we, we're, we're taking a more professional route. You know, one of the, the problems that I realized after speaking to people about Shopify is that, you know, Shopify has Shopify pay, right? Like they do your payment for you. And when they start to see people buying from all over the world, it actually can cause them to flag you and say, look, you know, we're, we're not, we don't want your business. And so uh, by partnering with people that have already been kind of heavily whitelisted by Shopify, that heavily protects us. Not to mention that, you know, a lot of founders are able to take the money into a personal account or a corporate account. We are a DAO. And so getting paid in crypto or being able to bring it back to the to our main wallet, you know, and not screwing up that the beneficiary is not Dylan Shab, the beneficiary is the whole DAO. Those kinds of things matter uh, as we continue to explore, you know, the legal options uh, available to us. But also, you know, until we kind of formally do a trust, even when you do formally do a trust, Trust veils can be pierced if you don't set them upright, right? If, you know, the, you know, corporate governments are always looking to see that you've screwed up on the whole beneficiary thing, right? Like a trust, if they can see that a trust is not really supporting the community it's supposed to, but it's just really lining the bags of, of a founder or something, then they will view the trust as kind of grounded in their turf. So, you know, all of these things matter. And if we have to take it a little bit slower, we will. Uh, but yeah, our bus are, are ready to go. We can start selling them at any time. Uh, but as I say, we really want to do the Shopify store right. So in short, um, Moonbird situation, very interesting to compare kind of the ways of doing governance. I think we're onto something over here. I think we're going to be remembered for this. Um, I think um, very important is our new ability to list things from our Gnosis Safe and OpenSea. Um, I do want to mention that Clever Name put forward over that, you know, we don't touch our, our, our board ape. You know, we were thinking of kind of listing them at a high price. Um, it could backfire and probably not worth touching. And so, you know, we, we, let's see how well we do with the arbitrage before we kind of try and nickel and dime for an extra few things. Because, you know, if we list, let's say, our, um, our board ape at a realistic 120 ETH, you know, maybe someone really wants as a profile pick. In order to break even, then we need to be at 118. And if the floor starts to pump, we may get wrecked whereby we can't buy in anymore, right? So with our really long-term holdings, you know, it's always good in hindsight. You know, Poseidon pointed out, you know, we left 50 ETH on the table. Yes, okay, okay. 
but you know that's that's volatility stuff right like who how many people predicted what was going to happen with the ETH and all the volume over here and stuff like that it's very easy with high insight to say that but it could have equally gone the other way you know ETH could have you know broken underneath 880 um ape and stuff could have started pumping to 150 ETH as a safe haven and we could have sold out and 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 been very hurt by that so you know i think hindsight's you know, very easy to to have in cases like this. But our board ape and our crypto punk are our core holdings. And if they were to just bounce up even by 10 ETH, you know, we might be priced out. And so that's not where we can make money. I think messing around with our mutant more and some of the shortlist is where we can make good money without kind of, you know, risking our core long-term investments. Uh, and then if that goes well, we are, you know, heavily exploring the patron program, as I say, which is kind of, you know, something that the community has asked for in one way or another, which is like, well, you know, how do we how do we get fat cats involved a little bit in silks and in creeps? Can we take a stake over there? And, you know, maybe it really will 10x and stuff like that. And I, I think this is going to be a great, uh, a great way to do that without kind of the, the pressure of the rigorous investment uh, checklist that we have to do. Uh, because, you know, the criteria for this is, well, did the community as a whole vote to get in on this? Well, fine, then let's get in on this. So um, I think that's going to be great. Uh, we, will, we will not, though, be allocating funds to, like, DJ and plays like the Saudis and stuff, because that requires work. And as we've said often, if we try and spread our eyes over too many things, uh, we can screw up, right? Because, you know, when you're doing high-end trading like that, you often have to close your position, etc., etc. And I think us having our full vision focused on the very best five, six, seven projects in the space, you know, the other two shortlists are Goblin Town and Azuki and stuff, having our eyes very focused on these few projects allows us to become absolute experts in, in, in rumors, in movements, in their communities and stuff like that. And that puts us in a very strong position uh, to do what needs to be done when we see opportunities arise. Uh, and that also goes for selling, right? That also goes for if we see something happen on a very big macro level, uh, saying, look, you know, this is clearly pumping not because of Bored Ape in any big way, but because something is going on in the greater ecosystem and, you know, let's take advantage of that. I think this current dip has been very unpredictable. Um, you know, it's, as I said, it's very easy to have sold at, at 100 ETH and buy back at 81 ETH, but I don't think it was that easy to predict at all that this would be the situation. Um, yeah. And then um, lastly, yeah, Shopify will keep you updated on that. Uh, was there anything else? Oh, yes, we're still looking for a Mandarin speaker to help us with our mentor channel. Uh, we have Ruffle Shark and uh, Pineapple who can speak an intermediary level Mandarin. But it does seem that Fat Cats is like this ideal kind of project uh, for them. This is what they look for. They look for long-term investment dials and stuff like that. They are looking to park money in long-term wealth creating projects. So, um, you know, unlike all other language communities you know which will break their teeth on english and really make an effort to be involved that is just not the case with the chinese community the chinese community do really want their own channels their own tribalism and stuff like that and you know we can either ignore them or get involved you know and i i, I think that that's important um yeah 
Yeah, I think that's everything. Let's take some questions. Bella, Park, if you want to add anything. Yeah, AA, we're always adjusting to the current positions. You know, in other words, you know, when, when the whole noun situation came up, the main pushback was not against nouns. I think everyone was like, um, nouns is, is, is a really important project to get into, but isn't it tying up too much liquidity, right? That was the feeling. That was the, like the high-level pushback. And at the time, I felt that we had a balanced kind of, you know, uh, set of responses to that. But the market has changed. We don't have other income revenue streams. And so doubling down on a focus of making sure we do some kind of trading that we can consistently rinse and repeat uh, with you know, as low a risk as possible and as high as reward as possible, I think is extremely important right now and also helps our long-term track record. Because people want to see a track record for fat cats. As, as, you know, as awesome as it is, I think that we buy into these blue chips that many people can't afford to buy into. When people look at that, they go, you know, I mean, you know, you don't have to be that smart to buy a crypto punk and, and a board a beyond club, guys. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you don't have to be that smart. And they have a fair point. Whereas if we can show them that not only that we can do arbitrage in these things and, and kind of keep rinsing and repeating in those ecosystems and make two to five ETH or whatever a month, I, I think that that says a hell of a lot about us. Uh, and more so brings us actual money to, to work with. So, you know, we will revisit the noun situation when we've built up enough, more, not, enough of a war chest. And you know what? That may be something that we buy when we mint our juniors, right? That might be the top priority list when we mint our juniors as priority number one, go and buy a noun, right? Speaking of juniors, you can expect to see art samples, I would say, within a week or two. We're now running some art ideas through the council. Once the council kind of is okay with them, then Caleb will start going live and drawing the art with you. Do we have a timeline on juniors? Absolutely not. Uh, there's just no point, right? It's a capital raise opportunity for us. There's no, you know, it's not, we're not one of these people like, oh, we promised a roadmap, we just better tick off the boxes. No. Juniors will be minted when it makes sense to mint juniors, when we built that track record, when our floor is quite high and reflects an opportunity to do so. I can tell you that Junior Fat Cats is going to be partnering with um, Tableland. Tableland will be helping us integrate a couple of really cool uh, dynamic things. Uh, I will tell you more about that soon because we're ironing out what we can do, so I don't want to make any promises yet. But there will be some very cool things over there. As for Goblin Cats and the extracts, we're a little bit behind. We're fixing up the website and then you'll hear about Chapter 3. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, everything takes time, especially, you know, Caleb's a really fantastic perfectionist in all the right ways. Uh, and so, you know, you know, no one's in a rush right now anyway, right? Like volume's down, everything's dead in terms of interaction. So, you know, having a little bit of a haters before we start the next chapter is not a bad idea. Okay, let's open up to some questions, comments, whatever. Feel free to tag me in the cafe voice text. Uh, Bella Park, if you want to add anything. Yeah, just to swing back to the nouns, I think it's be good to let the dust kind of settle over there anyways. There was a bidding war going on with three of the whales, and they've kind of backed off, and one of the main ones, he's lowered his top bid, so they just kind of see what plays out over there. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's time to need to be in a hurry. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Exactly. 
Dylan, there's a question that came through mm -hmm. on in Catholic text chat. Okay, let's have a look. Ah, okay. But it seems that most NFT projects like Basie, Moonberg, etc. are integrated into Arcade Metaverse projects. Is there any benefit for us to get a Plato character in Arcade? We're in communication with them, AA. We have not been a priority to them. But you know me, I will crawl over glass for all of you, my friends. And so just like I poke OpenSea every week, I follow up with the Arcade too. The Arcade's overwhelmed, by the way. They're understaffed. And when they kind of popped off initially, they got something like, you know, five to 800 applications or something, and now they're working through them. So they are, I can confirm that they've got our application. Um, it's just a matter of when with them. What is particularly funny though for the arcade is the arcade has onboarded projects that have now basically disappeared, right? Like they've onboarded, <laughs> there's quite a few of the projects that are soft drugs that they've already onboarded. So I think it's gonna be quite funny when they do get to our name on the list, I think they'll be quite happy to incorporate us. So yes, AA, I think, I think our stance in general when it comes to games, I mean, let me show you a little bit of a sneak from Harambe Protocols game. You know, people are integrating us uh, in, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's like critical mass, I think, because we are being remembered, um, you know, by, by people along the way. Um, and it's, it's that drip effect, right? Like if we constantly stay a little bit in people's face, uh, you know, it, it goes a long way. So this is Harambe Protocol incorporating our, you know, character into their game. Um, you know, and there's, there's a lot of people doing that. Just today, for example, Magic Folk, um, you know, Magic Folk, there were a whole bunch of tweets because people loved the trait that they had done for us. You know, there you could select your trait a little bit. So people, a lot of people were busy selecting uh, the Fat Cat Scepter, right? You know, so yeah, we, you know, we, we love that people are building games and experiences. And so whenever people are able to give us a skin or an integration or something, we're always down for it, right? Um, I, think, I think that when it comes to metaverse platforms, we are going to focus more of our energy on the other side because it's just, you know, the, the standard has just been raised right now, right? But when it comes to like these indie games and comics and stuff like that, always happy to get a cameo for Fat Cats. I think it's a win-win, you know, to, to get the community engaged and feeling, you know, like we're involved over there and for them to, to kind of, you know, give us the honor we do, I feel. Um, Bella's, I'm sorry, Sarah's asking a question. Well, I'll incubate. Sarah, do you want to come up? you want to come up instead and ask your questions? Raise your hand, Sarah. Let's bring you up. Because you're very articulate, so why not? She, they said they don't have a mic. Ah, okay, Sarah doesn't have a mic. All right. Uh, so Sarah asks, will our incubate include a mechanism that could develop um, develop talent to utilize the IP attached to the holdings, i.e. if we monetized our ape to not only bring in revenue, but raise its recognition profile value. Um, look, if someone comes up with an idea to this DAO as a proposal for us to monetize our, our assets other than just creating merch with them, I, I mean, we're game. Because the reality is we have a floor ape. 
So, you know, not that many people are really looking to integrate, but if you can come up ways to increase the value of our specific, I mean, absolutely, you know, we'd love to do something like that, um, you know. So if anyone kind of, you know, has a boutique store and don't want to lay out, you know, 80K for an ape uh, and, you know, uh, and want to kind of start using it in their gift shop or something, I mean, 100% would love to kind of license it to you or something, you know, so profit sharing all the way. So, yeah, absolutely. If anyone has ideas, if you want to make a, you know, I don't know, a fat cat's ape coffee shop or, or, or trinket bag or lucky bag, whatever you want to do. You let us know, we'd be very interested to hear on that. Slightly off topic, but I think one of the proposals that the Noundell had had before was someone, um, they were taking uh, the nouns and they were making baked beans or something out of them, like a baked bean line. Um, the the possibilities are always endless to what you can do. It's just whether or not someone wants to execute on it. Yes. 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 And and I would rather that some of you uh, all put together these ideas and uh, and and we'll do a profit sharing with you. Like I I I could definitely see our ape. I think our ape is perfect as a brand ambassador for coffee, for example. You know? I, I think our ape really, he really looks like, you know, he, he, he supports... Let me just post him here so you can all remember him. See, I mean, look, wouldn't he be perfect as a brand ambassador on, on, on a bag of coffee, freshly roasted? You know, I could see that happening. Because that's where we fund the fact that he's an average ape, right? As opposed to one of those like golden apes or something. He's, he's your average Joe that, that appreciates a good cuppa in the morning. <laughs> Dear broad humor, everyone is a communist when you take away their coffee.
Okay. Um... What else? What else? Yeah, but Vixen, the board job thing is 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 a bit of a wet fantasy right now. Okay, there's too much. There's the board jobs is is more supply than there is demand, right? Because when you're competing in an, in an agency like that, then it becomes a thing like the same reason why people will buy a mute a non-floor mutant, right? And 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 <laughs> and buy you know buy higher up because. You know, that's the one they can't afford, right? They'd rather get a like make a a royalty arrangement with an ape worth a million and a half, you know, than get a floor one. So, you know, board jobs didn't even deem to apply to us, um, which is fascinating to me. I mean, we can we're going to try again with them. I'm actually I'll try I'll try a bit later actually. But yeah, I think they're throwing a very wide net, and yeah, um, crypto gladiator. That's not a bad idea. I think we could see our, our constipated ape as a brand ambassador for premium toilet paper. It's not a bad idea. Maybe even um, wipes, you know? <laughs> Baby wipes. Make it happen, guys. Make it happen. Awesome. Anyone else want to ask anything? Okay. Um, no, there's a cafe voice text. Explain brand ambassador. Are we to reach a point where we put out a product service with all of the IPs in there? With all on the table, Mangini, as long as th this is where kind of people need to bring us good plans, right? This is where th these are all options, right? Uh, you know, just because Fat Cats is CCO doesn't mean people don't want official endorsement, right? Uh, just because, you know, we, 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 you know if, if someone wants to use all of our IP, our CryptoPunk, our Bored Ape, and our Muting One Go, we're open to that. We are a value fund. We are a business lounge, a think tank, a networking protocol, right? Like we don't have the answers for these things because most people don't have the answers for these things. But if people come to us with a good idea 
how to monetize our IP and we can do a profit sharing with them, we are absolutely all, all ears. But what I meant by brand ambassador over there is some people would find it a cool novel like marketing campaign to rent our board ape from us from an IP right point of view to use as like the face of their wipes, right? That's, that's what we meant by that. All right, my friends, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to be interviewing the show club now on uh, WGMI. So thank you all for joining us today for this AMA. And uh, yeah, you know what? Get some rest. Enjoy a bit more outdoors and stuff because the reality is it is going to be a bit quieter right now. So no point driving yourself crazy. Uh, we're not going anywhere. And yeah, 